The Last Word with Matt Cooper. So it's five years today that Ireland voted to repeal the Eighth Amendment to the Constitution, which then allowed the politicians to introduce legislation via Doyle Aaron to allow for terminations of pregnancy. Priscilla Lynch, clinical editor of the Medical Independent, is with us. And Priscilla, before you tell us what services are available where, can you tell us first what's supposed to be available? Well, we're supposed to have um, abortion services throughout the country uh, in an even manner, and that is not really the case at the moment. Uh, out of the hospitals that provide abortion, uh, that provide maternity care, um, only 11 of the 19 maternity units currently provide full services, and that's only risen by one since 2019. But there are expected to be a further four hospitals to commence services this year. And again, around the country, there are some um, counties that only have one or two GPs that are providing abortion services, particularly in the border counties and parts of the Midlands. There's issues there. So counties Sligo, Mayo and Roscommon just have three GP contracts. Carlow has two. Leach and Leitrim have four. And there's just one in Cavan. Why is this? Why is it that in certain parts of the country there's such limited provision? Well, I suppose if you talk to the healthcare providers themselves, currently there's about 422 providers across the whole country. That's the GP uh, providers for termination uh, services. And some of the, most of those are individual GPs, but some of them are practices. Um, they say that they're currently overwhelmed with their current workloads and they're a bit reluctant to take on an extra contract. It's a very, there's very strict protocols in operation under the legislation and how it operates. There's a three-day waiting period between the consultation for an abortion and uh, the provision of the medicine, and it's only up to nine weeks in GP surgery where it's up to 12 weeks in total um, for people who want to uh, access an abortion. So again, there's legislation there. There's also the threat of jail terms if they don't abide correctly by the legislation. So that's a bit off-putting to some providers. Also, they have to take on training to, to provide the service. It is a relatively new service in Ireland. So even though the training is available, some of them have just said, look, we just don't want the hassle of it. It's a lot of an extra workload, um, making sure that it's done properly. And they have to do it within those time limits. And if GP surgeries are overwhelmed and finding it difficult to provide appointments, to their patients, trying to make sure that they get um, women who are trying to access abortion services in within the required time frame can be tricky. Also, initially, some GPs were put off by protests outside their practices and they just didn't want to draw that on themselves. And in some counties where it's difficult, particularly um, with access to pathways to a hospital, that's a bit of a headache as well. So say in Kerry, Kilkenny, Port Leash and Cavan, those hospitals there aren't providing abortion services in the hospital. So the GPs in those counties feel a bit unsupported and that their patients might have to travel long distances. What about conscientious objections on the part of doctors and their staff? There have been uh, various surveys carried out about that and a smaller proportion perhaps than people might think, uh, particularly among the GP population, would cite that as their reason not to provide the service. But again, when you're looking at practices that have more than one doctor or nurse, they have to take into account you know, the team as well. And perhaps some of the team members don't want to be involved in that service and would they have to you know, make sure that there is cover there to provide the service adequately. It is, seems to be a more of an issue in the hospitals, uh, in the maternity units, um, where some of them have not been able to provide those services because the existing uh, healthcare workers there uh, have objected to providing the service and there are recruitment and retention problems and training issues as well there but they are looking at trying to address that but obviously five years after the legislation has come in the spread of access to services isn't what should have been um, there uh, or what they would have hoped and certainly it's been something that's been pointed out in the independent review that was published last month. Do we know if women are still travelling to Britain as they used to before the law changed? 
since abortion was introduced in Ireland, there was a huge drop in the number of women who were travelling to the UK for abortion services. But however, we still are having about 250 women travelling to uh, mainland England and Wales to access abortion services there, according to data from the UK. Uh, And from talking to service providers and to advocates, um, they say that um, a lot of these women are travelling with pregnancies that have a fatal fetal abnormality that doesn't seem to come under the current existing legislation in Ireland and that they're being forced to travel to the UK for services there. And the number of abortions that we know have been carried out in Ireland so far since the law was introduced is what? Well, the first few years it's been relatively stable at 6,500 abortions notified to the Department of Health per year. There was a bit of issue last year with the data, but they blamed that on the cyber attack, but they still think that it was about 6,700 abortions, sorry, in 2021, because the data is reported the following year. We haven't had the data for 2022 published yet this year, but Minister for Health Stephen Donnelly told the Dáil last month that he believes that the figure, according to all the data that's been put to him so far, should be about 8,500 abortions were performed in Ireland last year, which would be a significant increase on the previous three years. And how would that compare with what used to be the number going to Britain prior to the change in our laws? It's seen as an increase uh, on the amount of women who would have travelled to the UK for abortion in recent years. But if you look back 15 years ago uh, or 20 years ago, there was a much higher rate of abortion, but increased access to information and to contraception has brought that down. And also some women would have travelled to other countries outside of the UK to access abortion services. So it can be a bit difficult to provide an actual um, accurate figure as well, because some women were also accessing abortion tablets online and, provide, and taking ab- those tablets without those being registered anywhere. Thank you very much Priscilla Lynch, clinical editor of the Medical Independent. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-